Welcome to Three Cups Collective, the podcast where we talk about all things coffee, community, and creativity. Today's episode comes from the cutting room floor. We talk about the new subscription coffee trend, take a detour hot take on McCafe, and talk about the expectations of others as creatives. As always, we hope that you're staying safe and in good health. Drop us a comment over on Facebook to let us know how you were doing and show us any projects you've been working on. Uh, let's talk about uh, how oh, everybody thinks they can make coffee now. Um, <laughs> or like, that they have, like, that, that people will just blends. drink whatever crap coffee you put out there. Yeah. Right? So I have not ever had McDonald's coffee, but people will say that it's, you know, decent. Like, you you, you say you yeah. Yeah, actually drink it. Does it not take less cigarettes anymore? No. Not since the McCafe rebrand. Not since they put milk and sugar and all that stuff in it. Yeah, I mean, like they changed the blend. Like oh, they have okay. like their own. Like I, I'm, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it coffee, you know, because I don't know what's going on behind there. Like it's. They have actual coffee machines. Yeah, I know, but when when you're mass producing something like that, and McDonald's, their aim is to stay consistent. They want right, the McCafe taste. coffee right. to taste the same exactly in Arkansas same. as it does down the street. Yeah. So they're when in order to get that. It's not like you're roasting single origin coffee. It's not like you're brewing those same kind of grounds that you and I brew in our home. Because every time we brew that, it just tastes a little bit differently. Right, because of the It's right, a yeah. formulated, like, something. Liquid. Substance. <laughs> that is going to create a liquid that has been, you know, focused. Exactly focus the grouped. same, yeah. It's going to taste, it's going to hit all of those coffee flavors every single time you taste it. That's why I think it's just like no, a coffee flavored no. drink. You're you're saying that you're you're basically saying that that McDonald's is selling Yuhu. Like it's like not chocolate milk, but it's chocolate drink. That's right. It's such a uh, that's drink. what I'm trying to say. Yes. No, the I don't McCafe. Think so. There's no you can't get it that's what it even tastes like. No, because they're saying like I mean I mean, is it false advertising? They're saying that hey, we brew hundred percent it's coffee, but all it has to do is contain coffee beans for them to call it coffee. It can they can add whatever they want to it. Does that make sense? Although like we don't can, have any proof that that's what they're doing. Right. He's just assuming. But I mean, you can call it a burger, but put whatever seasoning you want on there. You can cover it in MSG, and of course it's going to taste great. Um, but I mean, it's not going to taste like any other burger you've had. So that's what they have to be doing because it does taste the exact same. You can have it now. You can have it a week from now. You can have it two months from now. It's going to taste the exact same cup of coffee. And you can have it in every state, and it's going to taste exactly the same. And there, there's you no can't, way we can't even get consistency like that in our own home with one bag of beans. There's no way you can be like doing that with coffee beans. Like, like there's no. If that if all you're using is coffee, you're not going to get that type of consistency. Are you sure? I'm I'm sure because do you do that with wine? Any sort of crop that you grow, any sort of plant that you're relying on the weather, the changes in the weather, the roasting is different. Like you would have to have. You can't industrialize. Yeah, I mean, think about the Cassis yellow beans that we get every year. They and taste they, different. They taste every different year. every year. Every batch year. is different. But, There's but no way McDonald's can do that. If you that. have a coffee plant in your backyard, and but don't you, you think like from Starbucks to Starbucks, you're going to get the same cup cup of coffee? Like even at a Starbucks, it's just a coffee house. From Starbucks to Starbucks, no, because they're doing such large batches. So Starbucks is an enormous roaster of coffee. So what they're and doing they is they're buying in bulk and they're buying from the same providers. And Do what they're doing is they're is buying like they're buying in such great volume. No, because there's no change in the coffee. 
They're buying in such great volume. Starbucks coffee changes. From these roasters and they're roasting it in such great volume and they're sending it out and they have such a large supply chain sending it to stores and to restaurant restaurants, cafes all over the world mm-hmm. that like you're getting consistency from Starbucks to Starbucks just because the batch size that they're working with is huge. But a year from now, that you can go back to that same origin once the coffee's in a right. new batch, it's going to taste different. Like the coffee's yellow. And that's just that's the nature of coffee. So when McDonald's, for since McCafe, McCafe came out, right. if it's tasting the exact Are same you Googling? from day one to now, they're not just using coffee. It's not ground coffee that they're putting in there and brewing for you every time. I mean, okay, so explain Folgers to me then. Because that big tub of Folgers tastes the same since 19 or whatever. So what they're doing is they're flavoring the beans with Folgers. They're adding something to it during the roasting process to get the Folgers taste. Yeah, because that that and that and stuff is consistent. Folgers is not single origin. <laughs> That's grandpa coffee right there. Folgers uses Robusta and Arabica beans. Yeah. Except for when it says 100% Arabica beans. Right. Like they're But you're they talk, I'm talking blend. about the red, you know, the red can or the red tub, yeah. you know, they have now and I mean that Yeah, but stuff... I mean ask ask the old timers who drank, you know, Folgers in the 70s. I bet you would taste different now. You think they like they that. think that? I don't know. I don't... It says that McDonald's uses the coffee supplier Javinha, and they use a blend of Arabica beans grown in Brazil, Colombia, Guatemala, and Costa Rica. I'm tell- I'm not saying that there's He's no coffee. He's not saying in that there. they're not using coffee beans. He's saying they're adding something to the roasting process, to or the just beans. to the grinds that they're sending kind of, to each restaurant. Yeah. Hmm. They have to mechanize and industrialize coffee out to that yeah i mean scale. you don't think that they're back there wait do you think that they're actually back there somebody's brewing and making you little drinks like a like a barista no no there's no, no way they're they're putting it out of a machine it's it's a liquid that's already pre and even like the hot coffee prepared it's in the bun you. brewers yeah like the grounds that they're putting in there right they're pre-packaged everything pure is... coffee grounds it's like a nitrogen purge formulated mixture of coffee grounds and uh whatever else they need to do to make it taste like that it has a distinct taste is all what i'm telling you and i'm not saying it's evil i'm not saying it's bad but you don't think the distinct taste comes from them like actually putting together a blend of coffee that they want to say like this is mcdonald's mccafe coffee like like i'm not i'm not trying to defend mcdonald's like at all like but i'm just thinking just, I don't think for the. Seemed, I agree with David. That, it seems a little that like for the consistency, like conspiracy theory. Like, hey, we're getting we're getting <laughs> no, coffee that's, flavored. That's drinks. the world of fast food. That's just that's restaurant. That's like, all fast food. That's all restaurants. But, so you, yeah. they're doing that with the beef. They're doing that with the fries. They're doing that with the oil. No, but I'm saying like like there's still. I'm I'm saying a McDonald's. I know personally, like McDonald's strategy is consistency. That's one of the key tenets mm-hmm. so of McDonald's. That's why they're so successful. So, so is everybody. Not to the same degree. Because it's like saying Coca-Cola cares about consistency just as much as Dr. Pepper does. The size of the companies are different. But they both care about consistency. I mean, Coke, they want it to taste like Coke. Yeah, I know. That's why they have like formulas and stuff like that. Right. So The cafe is not coffee. It's formulated coffee. You get that? 
there are there is too much work has gone into it and, to just and rely coffee on is some too dude. inconsistent yeah. by yeah. nature yeah. for them to rely on simple blending of just pure coffee beans. No. You understand that, right? I understand you can what you're have saying. a banana tree in your this backyard. This is a heated discussion. Every I single love it. time you eat bananas, every year it gives you bananas. The bananas are going to taste a little bit. Yeah, different. they're going to be sweeter or bitter or whatever. Yeah. That's the nature of plants. They don't taste the exact same. So when you're you've got a plant based product. I understand that. I understand what you're talking about from year to year and yes. things yeah. is different. Yeah. But it is exactly the same. How do you explain? So how do you McCafe, explain it? <laughs> drinking McCafe coffee, McDonald's coffee is the same as drinking Coke. You're going to get that exact same hit of, of tastes, mm-hmm. the exact same flavor profile and signature every single time you drink McDonald's coffee. Every single time. Doesn't matter if you have it in the morning, at night, whenever you have it, wherever you have it, it's just like drinking a Coke. And just like Coke has a proprietary formula for their drink mixture, and that they're making it, producing it the same Jeez. way everywhere. Right. That's what McDonald's is doing. Okay. And I'm telling you, you cannot do that with just coffee beans. Because Starbucks is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. If you're just using coffee beans, if all you care about is the coffee, you guess what? Different. You're going to get mm-hmm. the coffee on Main Street. doesn't taste like the coffee over here in Dickinson. Like, it just doesn't. Yeah, and when it does, it's because like it's from the same batch. No, but I I think like if I if I go to Starbucks on Main Street and I ask for a Pike's roast, and I go to Dickinson and ask for a Pike's roast, it's gonna taste the same. But there's a reason they rebrand the Pike's roast every single time a new batch comes out. I'm just saying it's gonna taste the same. If you have the same batch that they've sent out to everyone. But then they have to get a new batch. Do you understand like the volume that they're using? I understand. I understand what you're saying. But you I, physically, but you're I, I've, I've you drank I've drank Pikes roast one year and drank it the following year. It tastes like Pikes. Um, I don't know what to tell you. I drank Guatemala before. I drank it again the following year. It tastes the same. Now, obviously, there's some variances like in some of their specialty stuff, but. And that's what I'm trying to say is like there is no like, variance in McDonald's coffee. There is no variance. But there's no variance in their other in like other Starbucks coffees. I don't think there is. I think with the, your palate may not be as sensitive. I think there is. I don't think Pike Pace, Pike's place tastes <laughs> the same as it did five years ago. It can't. Yeah. It's just a fact. Okay, so the reason I brought up McDonald's, by the way, <laughs> that turned into like a whole heated discussion, but um, that, that was a hot take. <laughs> but we saw uh, an email, I got an email from Panera that was like, hey, for $8 a month, you can come in and have as much of our, of our coffee as you want. Like, while you're here in the store, every day you can have coffee. You come by through the drive-thru, you can have coffee for $8 a month or $9 a month, something like that. Uh, coffee subscription. Mm-hmm. So I was telling Sam, or he told me about it, and then um, and then Burger King also. Hey, get get our Burger King coffee. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, everybody just thinks they can just make coffee now. That, that Americans will just drink whatever brown liquid <laughs> you serve them. Well, since since McCafe, I can't 
can't ever say it. McCafe, since that came out, like Burger King has like, oh, we have dark roast and we have medium roast coffee. And I've had it before and it's just not good. (laughs) (laughs) So like I get that. But like last time I had coffee at Panera, like I regretted it. Like it's like Denny's coffee. I know. That's what I said. Are people people going to Panera for coffee? Like, oh, I I can't wait to have all my coffee from Panera. Like this, it was really surprising to me that they would offer that. Even th- Burger King. I mean, Panera coffee is not fantastic. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not. I'm not I just maybe because we're not having. I mean, do you would, go to Panera now, for breakfast? No. Now, for what I understand, no, we don't they, go to Panera. They change. They change their breakfast coffee like menu completely. Like I don't know, if they're sourcing new coffee from somewhere else, but apparently it's supposed to be different than what they used to serve. Okay, so we should probably try the coffee before we knock it further. But I still, I'm just unsure about this whole like. Because what they're trying to tell you is for the price of like a couple of grandes at Starbucks, Mm -hmm. you can get a whole month of our coffee. Right. And just, you know, come in and have some coffee. Yeah, apparently at Burger King, you use the app and and it like every day it gives you a new like coupon and you just like scan it. Boop. And you can get it free. Well, free, not free. You pay for it. I feel like for commuters and for like, if you're having breakfast from the same place every day, that's the only time that would like Like qualify. Like I'll tell you, if Burger King was on the right side of the road, as opposed to the left (laughs) side of the road, I'd probably be stopping there more often on my way out. But it's not. It's on the wrong side. For your flame broiled breakfast? It's on the the wrong side of the road. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for five bucks, I mean. I don't know. I've never had their coffee before. <laughs> but you'll drink any brown liquid somebody sets in front of you. Hey, you put that crap in front of me. <laughs> I know. We drink that not that even brown. Is that was like dark okay, orange. Going back to McDonald's. Like, they're, so their McCafe coffee is made from 100% Arabica beans and freshly brewed every 30 minutes. Yeah, but. So, I mean, how do you explain the McCafe like coffee that you get that you can buy at H-E-B? And when you brew that, it tastes just like. The stuff at the store. Yes, you're proving his point. No, I'm just saying, like, it tastes the same. Because... <laughs> because they're making something that's already preset. No, I'm saying, like, like, like when you buy the bag, right, at the grocery store... Because it's roasted with something else in it. So you're saying they're 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 adding stuff even to flavoring. that. Flavoring. That's yes, what he to said. To the coffee. That's exactly what, what saying, I like, saying. flavoring. Like, they're adding, like, like you vanilla. Can, you can add, like, a syrup... Like, if you formulate, like, Coke, right? Okay. And you have a formula. Like, you add it to the coffee while it's roasting, and then you grind it, and it has that flavor. That's how you flavor yeah. coffee. That's how you get hazelnut coffee. Hey, have coffee. you made a, fl- a flavored coffee? Can you make us a no, flavored No, because roast? I have an air I have an air roaster. Oh, so it's going to so mess I, it up. Yeah. You need a drum roaster. Oh, okay. Okay. Now that you're explaining that, now I understand what you're talking about. Wait, so we could have avoided that whole 15 no, no, minute no, because I was showdown? Like, no, when you were saying, like, they, like they're putting, like, you know... I don't understand what you're saying. Not in the drink, in the bean. So they're they're adding a additives, a flavoring, an additive, something in their in the bean. roasting process to make a bean that tastes exactly to make it the taste like every cafe. single time. At the same time, like tastes the same anywhere you get it. So like if it was like a McCafe syrup that they're putting, right. And so they don't ever have to sell that because it's just they're just it's using it to prepare the, the drum beans. roasters yeah. to prepare the beans, and as long as they have like 
the same general regions of coffee, like and as long as the flavoring is strong enough, you That's know, it works well it with the coffee. Yeah. Like because it could be like a coffee flavored. It could be a coffee flavored additive. Mm-hmm. So what I'm telling you is like when you taste McCafe coffee, it doesn't taste like. A pour over. It doesn't taste like siphon. It doesn't taste like anything else that you've had. It has a very unique taste that makes you think. I think mm, I might coffee. try some McCafe now. It I've never think, had it. Mm, coffee. Like that's it's that's what it's designed to do. <laughs> like when you smell a coffee candle. Yeah. And you go, hmm, coffee. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Would you pay five bucks a month to get unlimited McCafe coffee? No. No, because it's like it's. When well, of I'm course there, he wouldn't, would you? Um, I mean, you throw a breakfast sandwich, maybe we'll, we'll, talk, <laughs> we'll talk about it. That's what I'm trying to say is like when you're getting breakfast at McDonald's, it's not All because the time, yeah. it's because you have somewhere to be like, and that's on your way home. It's on the right side of the road for you. <laughs> and you, you can hit it on your way to get there and right. it's going to be the same. It's going to come out fast. It's going to be warm. You can eat it in the car. You know, that's the only time I get McDonald's breakfast. Would you pay? Would you pay fifteen dollars a month for what? to Starbucks for unlimited coffee on your way out? No. Yeah, the more good coffee that we brew at home, the less I even want to like go near a Starbucks. I mean, I like their whole bean, like their single roast, their whole bean. Like I'll buy that, like if it's a single origin, you know, type stuff. But are they actual like drinks? Like I haven't had yeah. one of those in so long. You brought me one the other day and it was so sweet and it mm-hmm. just, it was, I felt like that wasn't a coffee. It was a, uh, like a drink. Yeah. You know, like, like for Pikes? No. 15 no. bucks a month just to have Pikes? No. no, no not no, worth no, it. No, not Pikes. But like a single origin, like the Kenya blend is decent, you know, and it's better than Folgers, but it's like worse than any single, any single origin that I can get and roast myself. It's going to be worse than that. I mean, would you, would you pay like anyone like a subscription service? Like, cause I feel like that's, it's kind of going to be a trend mm. on a lot of different things. Right. But like specifically with coffee. I mean, if they're you... sending you beans. Yeah. Like I would. to your house. Yeah. yeah. Like trade, co- trade coffee. Yeah. There's like a Texas trade coffee. It's called trade. Subscription. Yeah. It's a coffee subscription. Yeah. yeah like they'll send you a different origin, like a different right, roaster. Right. Right. Uh, like every month, like they'll send you something mm. from Stumptown or whatever. But like, aside from a place like Stumptown, I mean Stumptown, yeah, I would because we don't have a Stumptown down here. We don't live in <laughs> Seattle or Portland or anything like that. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think I would. I tell you what, I would say, pay subscription yeah. to is Boylander root beer. <laughs> I would pay. <laughs> $30 a month. <laughs> if it meant Do I could Do you drink have... that much root beer? No, I don't get to because it's so hard to find. Yeah. The Boyland root beer is the best root beer ever. And it's so difficult to find. You have to go to like a Jason's Deli. Mm-hmm. Or... You like it better than St. Arnold's? Yes. St. Arnold's is a good root beer. St. Arnold's is good, but it's a little too floral, I guess. Um, Boyland has a very distinct, like, licorice. it's almost like a licorice. But it's not yeah. very strong licorice. It's a very subdued. I love boiling. It's like a sarsaparilla. <laughs> I love boiling root beer. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Now I would pay a subscription for like 
like breakfast sandwiches, and breakfast tacos. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would be in serious You're money. hilarious. If Man, I like, knew that I could how about a donut by. subscription? Shipley's, if they started a subscription? Yeah. Man. I can get can't. a dozen a week. It's too sweet. It's too sugary. It is too sugary. So sweet. I don't. Is that like something that happens when you get older? That you're just like, wow, everything in the world is incredibly sweet right now. Does it just like your taste buds start changing? A dozen kolaches a week. You need a kolache subscription. <laughs> hey, they. This is golden opportunity right now. <laughs> yeah. You pay thirty dollars a month. I'd rather have like something. I don't know. Breakfast tacos from like a taqueria. You know. Some really good breakfast tacos. But wherever this place is, like, they'd have to have a ton of options because one day I could want like a croissant breakfast, and the other one I want. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of appreciate consistency in breakfast. I could eat the same breakfast every day. I think. Oh, really? Not lunch or dinner, but breakfast. Yeah, I could. I can't. I I don't appreciate consistency in anything but my relationship with Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Like that is, that is like, he is my, my steady, always, you know, like I I couldn't do it for lunch or dinner. Those meals are too Everything else has to be, everything else has to be different. I cannot, besides coffee, but it has to be a different type of coffee. Like, I feel like morning time is built for from routine, week to week. Though. Like you I could, like I could, yeah. like resets your day. I could yeah. be okay getting the same bag of like like El Corazon. I could drink that the rest of my life every morning. Every morning, I could drink. I can't just do coffee. coffee, but I would have to be a different flavor see, bag every see, time. No, I can't. No, I, I do. No, I, I, we never buy the same flavor of bag. Like. We'll go through a whole bag. It'll take mm-hmm. maybe a week, may, sometimes a little to, longer. To do one and then we change, though. and then we change up the bag. And sometimes I'll get like a flavored coffee, and then I go back yeah, I to like, like a breakfast bin. Yeah, I need variety in my coffee, but like breakfast food. No, no, I no, I yeah. can't. Do no, that. I could, I could do like um... those Jimmy Dean sausage <laughs> breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> the you know kids would do the that. The microwave ones yeah. that you wrap in the paper towel and yeah. you put in the oh microwave. Oh my gosh, that is not. I could eat one of those every day for the rest of my life. And the then morning. die an early death. Oh, probably. There'd be a lot more. My body food. would be made of Speaking pure of additives, sodium. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a walking additive. <laughs> I I don't like routine. I I just don't. Not for breakfast, not for lunch, not for dinner, not for coffee, not for day to day stuff. That's interesting. Um, when when I was my back was hurting this past this past six weeks have been absolutely terrible for me. Yeah. Because just not being able to get up and go out or do things or even work at the you know at my craft room like it I oh my gosh I feel like I'm going crazy. Hmm. I have to have different and change things up except for Sam. Thank you. <laughs> but i will give props to to burger king i love that logo that they did and it's like oh for the coffee show yeah it's like a parody of um of the starbucks of the starbucks logo yeah yeah they they um they have fun i feel like when you're in that kind of game it's just like have fun with it Oh, like the eye patch. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. A little bit like the mermaid. 
But if you get a chance to look at the... They have the a good marketing team. YouTube yeah. video that I included down there. It's uh, it's quite humorous. and uh, But it's also kind of... We'll put uh, a link um, to those. It's humorous, but at the same time, it's... It's kind of educational about how they how they source their coffee, mm-hmm. where they get the coffee from. Um, I'm not sure if they do any additives. I'm sure they do. Um, I, I mean, I don't understand how you can get consistency consistency without it. Not that level of consistency. Like it's it's just you, not possible. Nothing nothing in nature stays the exact same. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just yeah, I mean, you have an orange tree. People who have orange trees are always, oh, they're sweet this year, they're bitter this year, they're, they're, you know, it, it, everything changes. Hmm. <laughs> everything changes. Hmm. I feel like we spend a lot of time talking about creative fulfillment. Just in general? Yeah. Because it's one of our, like, pursuits right like i mean that's just like something we're constantly pursuing is creativity and i think just fulfillment in general i think i think we all just want to be fulfilled like living a fulfilled life like you just you no know, i'm fine without it you're really <laughs> a loser i don't mind being unfulfilled for the rest of my life <laughs> uh, it's gonna meh it's <laughs> overrated i don't want a taste of the glory i don't want to see what it tastes like it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I was telling Sam, like, I'm totally fine with failing. I'm totally fine with trying something, failing. Nobody listens to it. You know, the podcast. I'm totally fine with talking into the void, right? Mm-hmm. No problems here. What I do have a problem with is succeeding. <laughs> is somebody actually listening to it. Yeah. You know, like, like actually being successful and people wanting it and then and then like them being like oh we like that you know we want to hear you we want to we want to read that or see that or hear that or or use that product you know and you're like "Mm." you feel the same way i mean uh uh, there are so many more benefits to obscurity than there is to success like not having to deal with people's opinions on my work is like one of the greatest things i think there is for a creative Mm-hmm. Um, just because once you start applying other people's expectations to the process that you grew and created yourself and yeah. are bringing to fruition every time you create something. Do you yeah. Think that's why I definitely I like, had to let like that, that go. that sophomore jinx, like on albums. What do you mean? Like, oh, because people's expectations of right. your next album. And the then, sophomore and then album it, is yeah. always like not as good as the first album. Yeah, because, because the artists, well, one thing one they try thing to give artists what they do want. is they they also grow. Like artists grow and right. like yeah. they expect the listeners to never grow. Like a cartoon, the characters always look the same. Like right. The Simpsons has been on for how many years and the characters look the same as day one, pretty much. Like artists grow, but people aren't receptive to let. Yeah, they want themselves. what they fell in love with right. to begin with. Right. And they're not going through those they life processes. Cafe. Yeah. <laughs> they want consistency. They want they consistency. Do want the same thing. Yeah. They want to be able to rely on things like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I'm going to a show this year that I did last year. And a couple of people mentioned, oh, which, look, if you're going to a vendor and you see everything they offer, don't tell them what they should be offering. Okay? Just accept what they offer and say, wow, that's a, these, are, these are great ideas. 
And if they don't have what you think is the million dollar idea, go make the million dollar idea yourself because this person doesn't want to do your million dollar idea. But that's what I find that at every craft show, no matter how many items or how many different varieties, somebody always says, oh, you know, you should be doing blah, 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 or, or this or that. This. Or, oh, you don't have one with, you know, a caterpillar on it. Oh, if you had one with a caterpillar with three heads, so I would have bought it. You know, and you're like, I'm so sorry that I don't know the inner workings of your heart and soul before three months ago, <laughs> you know, like, before I arrived here, you know, yeah. th- when I made this. So anyways, people were saying, you know, oh, you know, are you coming back and things like that? And you should be making blah, blah, blah. So I wrestled that with it for a year, for this whole, almost a whole year going, should I be making that? Should I be making that? Had like, honestly, just maybe two to three comments out of everything else, out of all the hundreds of other ones I sold, Mm -hmm. two or three comments that said, oh, you should make blah, blah, blah. And it stuck with me and I don't want to make it. And I don't have the, not just the desire, but I don't have the ability. I don't have, I'd have to like. I'd have to change a lot. You know, I'm like, that's not what I want to do. I just want to do this, you know? And so I thought, okay, I'm going to the show. This is where those people are going to be again. You know, the one who made the initial comment, whatever. And I'm like, I'm just, you know, I'm preparing myself to answer, no, I don't make those. (laughs) Maybe you can get someone else to do it. You know, like, no, I I decided I can't do that. It's too much or it's not something I want to pursue. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have to, like, think about my response to that because people's expectations. If I build my business on people's expectations, then I will be making so many random things and never get around to making what I want to make and what I like. And, And, you know, I'm pushing out product line that I know that people are gonna say, oh, you're not making those anymore? <laughs> or where's the things that you had last year? Yeah. And and I'm preparing myself to say, I, I don't those make things. those anymore. I'm over that. You know, I've moved on or something, yeah. you know, in a nice way, right? Be like, oh no, those are actually clearance are moving out. In a nice way. <laughs> well, because you don't wanna like alienate them, but you wanna introduce them to something new. Those products are dead. <laughs> <laughs> anyways so it it's hard you know to sort of take in oh yeah this is what people want right a little bit right maybe they want brighter colors or maybe they want i I feel like certain thing you know i can see that a little bit right but then when they say oh you should be doing this instead Mm -hmm. like Maybe I'm not the person for you. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure you can. I mean, look, anybody can make anything. You can find it out there in the right. interwebs. You know, it's there. Yeah. Just and if go not, find it somewhere else. There's sure, there's sure to be someone who's willing to do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just me. I'm not the only one. Yeah. I feel like I spend so much time exploring my options that when I get to that point where like people, when I'm done and people are like making input, like, oh, why didn't you? I'm like, I have already like thrown away three better ideas than that. Like, <laughs> like yeah. your idea is like after the creative work is done. Like, so what? This is no value. Like, it's not worth it to even like say right, something right. like that. Because like, I spent so much time like honing it down to this thing that not only fits what looks good or or what makes sense, but something that I'm capable of doing. That like, 
if you're out of that range, I've either considered what you're talking about or and, and decided not to do it. Right. Right. <laughs> or you're saying something that's so dumb that I can't even like begin to address. Because they don't understand why. the process of yeah. having to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not dumb, but ignorant. It's hard. It's yeah. definitely hard. I think. And that can like definitely hinder the creative process too. Oh yeah, is going. So and so said I should be doing this, and so and so, you know, like so and so just needs to go and do it themselves. And if they can't do it themselves, then don't tell them. Don't tell other people. Mm-hmm. If you're not a creative, or if you're a consumer, and you are listening to somebody else's music, observing somebody else's painting, buying somebody's product. Like accept it and appreciate the creativity that went into it and the process. And if you want something different, either go find it or go make it. Because mm-hmm. that's how you can have input. Or, or <laughs> if you feel like you're ahead of the curve, like just wait for that person to get there. Because like a lot of times, like when I finish right. a video, the first thing I'm doing is critiquing it and looking at ways I can improve. So the next video is going to be better. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, how come you don't have this? You know, it's like maybe I'm not there yet. And yeah. I'm probably already working on it. And if I'm not, it's because it's dumb. And you're <laughs> <laughs> Or it's not worth the time or the effort you're putting into right, doing right, that. Right. Like I've already eliminated yeah. that. Like that won't make sense for a number of reasons. And I can't get right. into it with you right now yeah. because right. this right. isn't I worth mean, my unless, time. Unless you're the person paying the creative. Yeah. A client's then, needs yeah. is totally <laughs> then different. that's totally different. Right. Because you're being commissioned at that point. Yeah. To create something. To create something. To bring their vision to life. Right. right. And it's because and, and they have an idea, but they can't do it themselves. At that point, it's like no matter what the cost is, right? It's, I mean, that's if they're why you're getting paid. If they're, they're willing, willing to pay. pay that, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's when you take like, um, you know, I've done coffee cozies for to fit a certain theme, you know, and like that's totally fine with me. They're like, yeah, we, we want it to be sort of like this. And they kind of give me free reign. And I, they say maybe this color theme or this sort of style fine that i'm totally fine with that but if somebody is telling me you know can you make bright pink with neon green one edges, just one. one it's really hard you know to try to like create this custom thing well you you do this thing that i find very interesting is you ask people's opinions on stuff <laughs> I do. This that's, is a novel idea. That's fascinating to me. <laughs> I do. I think the only person I ask like intently <laughs> and listen to the feedback afterwards is uh, Kelsey. <laughs> like when, I, when like I value like Kelsey's opinion <laughs> because like she's sat there and watched me do this thing and right. she's she sees the process. She's looking yeah. at the process. She understands. There's, there's very few people that I will ask their opinion. Because, once again, because I value their opinion and I feel like they're going to shoot straight with me. And they're going to tell me whether it's good, it's bad, it needs work, you know, um, bad lyric, wrong tense, like whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that that note doesn't belong there, whatever, you know. Like all the way down to the nuts and bolts side, all the way up to, uh, I just don't like it, you know, I don't... Um, you know, it just doesn't do anything for me or whatever it is, you know, like even all the way to the emotion of it. Right. Um, so. Does it make you angry, though, when you've done something and, and then somebody puts their input of, hey, why don't you have more tambourine in there or whatever? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, to, to a point, right? Because you feel like, well, I've, I've put my heart and soul into this, you know, or it's... Have you ever had someone be like, oh, that song's going to be really good once you get better at playing the piano? <laughs> like, <laughs> have you ever had that level of comment? Yeah, in my head, like just to myself. No, but like another like, person. No. You critique yourself enough? Yeah, I do. No. Yeah. I mean, that's healthy. I yeah. think self, self-awareness self is healthy. And yeah. like it helps you grow as like an, as someone who plays an instrument or someone doing creative work. Yeah. yeah. No, but um, I don't know. I mean, when it comes to like playing, like when it comes to the actual like technique of playing, mm-hmm. I think I've, I've come to a place to where I'm like, well, this is this. I mean, obviously you want, you always want to improve. Right. But, but I feel like I've already, I've been playing for so long. I've developed, my own style, style yeah. and technique and you know i've, I've you you kind of you kind of get to hey this i don't is think I... anybody has ever criticized no no one's ever i mean not recently but it's it's <laughs> happened recently. before and it happened very early on for me as i was playing and it it really like messed me up for like a long time because mm-hmm. it was done like publicly oh, like yeah. in a church setting that's trash and that's terrible yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, it was done by a uh, by visiting speaker mm-hmm. who came in and that was very demoralizing to where But again, it's a dude who's not even like invested in you, like Oh yeah. Had no community or relationship with you and then and then like critiques. Again, like you can't just walk up to people and start critiquing like Yeah. yeah. So that was that was tough and like having that, like I think that's part of the voice. Like, did you get feedback that was like from the people who knew you, though? Right? They yeah, they were kind of like, hey, he was, you know, he was out of line, and mm-hmm. you know, it it, it it was kind of different because it was on a Sunday night, and typically when I started playing for the worship team, I would I would play morning and night because we had both you know both services back in the day, and typically in the morning we we had a Yamaha like CP like one of the first gen ones. And so, you know, specifically the worship leader told me like, hey, like play, play pads, play strings, play anything, just kind of fill in the background. Right. And, and really like he, where I was at, he kind of, he played on the grand piano <clears throat> and really that's kind of how I, I learned how to lead and I would watch him. Um, but then on Sunday nights, he wanted to play on the keys because he could do some other More things. Stuff, yeah. And, and so we would swap and I would play on the grand. Um, so this was a Sunday night and I was on the grand and the, the guest speaker was like, Hey, you're, you're basically, you're not good enough to play on the Cadillac. You, you should come over here and play on this. Terrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was terrible. It was really bad. And it was just kind of awkward because he stopped worship, like in the middle of worship. That's, oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. That's just like a bad person in general. Yeah. yeah. Like they should have just told him to go home at that point. He never got invited back after that. Oh, well that's good. See? Yeah. Because you're, and that's the thing, the people that know you and, and like, yeah, they want to see you succeed. They are there with you during the process. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe you were learning, mm-hmm. but those people know your heart and your process and they see, wow, he's getting so much better. Wow, this yeah. is sounding great. It's not like they're protecting you, know? you from critique. It's yeah. like they just have a better understanding. Yeah, of and that's more the thing is that you definitely like need that community. You yeah. need that community yeah, of people who sure. says, yeah, this first generation product that you made, that's great, you know, uh, and, and I'm going to use it. Uh, and then they're going to be like, oh, yeah, hey, you improved. I great. can see where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I good. think I think it's you know? good. it's good to have a safe, like, 
like a, a safe, safe place, a safe yeah. place yeah. right? To say, hey, what like what do you think about this? And you know, can you know, can we even sing this in church? Like, is it mm. is it is it a Sam song or is it just a song or is it a song for like the congregation? Is it a song for people like to sing? Or is it just something that it's just for me. I just need to keep it. To I do myself. a lot of internal work, though. Like I do a lot of, like. But my do you safe always place... decide against yourself? Yeah. Like see, I... but that see that that's the thing. Well, you not have to always. Have, like, somebody. No, sometimes I'll bring something that's out. Like, to, like come share. on, like, like push. I, somebody like, has to push you to I get thought out. It was, there. I thought it was extremely cool, right? Th- that you shared something on the podcast where you and I were together. Right. Yeah. You know, because that was that was rare. Like you, like you, that was like a rare glimpse into your music creative process and it was fantastic it was really great right so like i don't ever bring anyone external into that safe place like it's always a finished product you bring the finished product out right Hmm. i guess i do too and and i always come back to like uh that stupid uh quote from marcus aurelius and gladiator (laughs) like with russell crowe and marcus aurelius and he's like he's talking about rome and he's like well tell me about like your version of rome and he's like i can't because it's so fragile, it's so new, it's so, it's so like, uh, like to whisper and share it with you here yeah. would be too much of a strain on the idea that needs time to incubate and grow. And so like, I, I don't know, I've just like always thought that way, like anytime yeah. I'm putting something out. So you like, don't want to like hurt it. I've always it. seen the, the benefit of preparing like something to be shown, like from like sound and like mm-hmm. doing presentations like with the words and stuff yeah on church like i know how many hours went into creating that to be consumed for the three minutes in, in the audience right. like i i did all that work and i know the benefit of it just being me and like shutting out all the other voices that are competing for the attention or saying oh no you should have broken up these words this way like uh i know the benefit of taking the time to sort of play with things that when it's ready to show it's like, oh, that makes sense. Or, oh, yeah, that's good. And I have nothing else to say because I didn't interrupt you. So, like, I, I treat, like, my music that way. I treat, like, the videos that I do for fun that way. Mm-hmm. So where it's not, it's a closed process. It's a black box. So. Oh, what I was going to say just regarding, like, letting people in, like, on the music process. I think one of the reasons why I'm really open to that is... And, it, and it, once again, it goes back to like the, um, like being good enough, right? Mm-hmm. So because because I always come from the place of, hey, I'm not, I'm not as good as someone else. Mm-hmm. Then I bring people around me that are really good that I think are really good. So whether it be like someone who can write lyrics really good, or someone who knows music really good, or someone who you know I trust musically as well, um, because I just I feel like I don't have like the skill set. Right. So in order for me to justify as, hey, what are you? What are your thoughts about this? So you've been inoculated. Inval- you've been inoculated me. to like other people's input because you had such a terrible experience. Probably, yeah. <laughs> like, and and is so. If you want to make sure you're doing it, yeah, uh, up to snuff yeah. or whatever. Because there's other things I do. Because I feel like things like, um, but I mean, like nothing like, like sermon writing. Like I feel like there's a real creative process, like in that. Mm-hmm. And you're ve- confident, though. Right, but very few times do I invite anyone into that process because I feel extremely confident. Yeah, only when you get stuck and you go, "Hey, let me talk this out through yeah. with you," and he'll talk about it. 
And then we say, oh, what about this? And then, oh, okay. And then he, and then it's good to go. But what, what I mean by like your inoculate is not, when you open yourself up and saying, hey, what do you think about this? No one can ever tell you something worse than you have already been told at a young mm-hmm. age. Like right. no one is ever going to say anything to you that can even come close to someone stopping worship and be like, yeah, get out of here. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I feel like that's, that's awful. That's one bright side like, though. I, it's like, like that's the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Yes, and you survived, and you kept going, and right. and, and, and people have given you so many compliments since right. then. And now, like, that's and you're like, a great yeah. piano player, and, you and so like <laughs> worship every Sunday, like right. for years. Oh yeah, I, I th- and there's times like, you build teams. Like, there's times this that is... I think about that. Like I think about that moment, mm-hmm. right? And I could have done like there's so many things I could have done like in that moment, right? Like I could have like walked off the stage and made a scene, mm-hmm. right? But I didn't. Like I. I moved over and I played, I played the keys and you know, it was really awkward. Yeah. Interesting. And sometimes I think you were of, such like the better man like in that situation like, than, than like that sometimes, person. Like sometimes <laughs> I wish like, cause really there's some, like I replay the scenario in my head mm-hmm. and I think I should just walk off the stage or I had a mic in front of me. I could have just said like, like, you don't know me. <laughs> you know, like, you know, just made the scene, like, you know, like. Yeah. Oh, I feel bad for you. Yeah. That's interesting. But I'm glad you continued because. Worst church moment ever. ever. Yeah, yeah. For me. Yeah. I'm glad you continued because, I mean, look at what you've done. So now you're, like, writing songs and, you know, doing things that are. Yeah. That this person obviously has <laughs> no clue. Hopefully right. he's in the great cloud of witnesses cheering me on. <laughs> right. Yeah, Sam invites people into the process. And I think we wait until you have a finished product. Then you invite people in. Right. I don't think I could ever do knitting because people can see what you're working on. Can see what you're working on. That's funny, but nobody has any input in what I'm doing, though. <gasps> Although one time I was knitting at uh, in public. Not in public, you know. And um, a knitter saw me. It was at a yarn shop. And I was knitting. Knitters like go and sit and knit, you know, and hang out, whatever. And um, I was knitting and just doing my thing. And she's like, "Oh, how are you knitting?" And and then I, uh, and she like stopped to watch me, like how like technically like I was moving my my hands. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "If you learn to knit the other way, you would knit much faster and better." And I was like, "I'm out of here!" <laughs> like I. I stopped like going in public, you know, like around yeah. other, I, I was like, I'm not here to be critiqued. I just, my finished product is beautiful as yours. Like it doesn't matter. And I don't want to be faster. Like I want a beautiful piece. I don't mm-hmm. need to be faster. All right. So people's expectations, good, but really bad. It was a good podcast, you guys. I think we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, I yawned several times. It's okay. <laughs> So you have to edit that on the video. The video is just going to be 15 minutes of cafe talk. <laughs> <laughs> Post that. Hashtag yeah. the cafe. 